is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is, dude, it is 10.34 in the morning on the East Coast. 7.34 in the West Coast. Good morning, West Coast. Hope you got yourself some coffee. 9.34 Tennessee time, of course. Of course, I'm just time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called, it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by fans and drafts. And joining me today, a wide awake, Pepsi 7. Pepsi, what's going on? How's, uh, how's Canada these days? Yeah, it's still cold, unfortunately. Uh, just like the East Coast of the States, we get similar weather. So it's still a little too cold for my take. But it starts to warm up soon, which is really nice. I'm looking forward to the better weather. And uh, what's with the 10.30 a.m. Eastern? So this is too early, man. Oh, I, it, this is the show, man. I know it's the flagship show, but this is the cranky show. Unless, Stevie, <laughs> you're probably on, like, an entirely different schedule because you do the you do the morning grind. I think you do that at night. I assume you still do that at night. And uh, I know you have a child. I believe you have a wife now. Congratulations. Like what, yeah. how does how does your schedule work? I went to bed at like four. Um oh. woke up at like nine thirty. So yeah, my, my schedule's a little different than you guys, I think. Uh but yeah, ready to ready to get it going here. You sound wide awake. Uh are you are you on some enhancers or something like that? You think you think <laughs> oh. energy or there you, you go, the monster, the monster, there you um, go. Yeah, there's this little energy drink that um, helps. But, yeah, I, I feel awake. Like, I, my body's used to, like, four to six hours of sleep every night, so it doesn't really bother me that much. Pepsi was uh, dropping the sevens on me before the show. You're saying I was tilting, and I'm not sure. Hopefully you guys can't hear it, but, like, it's like a live version of Sim City outside my door. There's some bangings. I'm going to do my best to mute myself. I was so curious what that was. I didn't ask. Yeah, I apologize for that and uh, just started banging and hammering and, uh, it's good times outside my door. And again, when I'm not talking, I'm going to do my best to mute. Uh, yeah, I got to mute myself. Later on in the show, we're going to do a screen share. We're going to show some premium stuff, take you guys behind the scenes. Uh, of course, we're going to give uh, our stacks. We're going to give our domes. Uh, home run predictions, that would be, if you guys are not aware how that works in baseball. Uh, yeah, we're going to break it down as far. We're going to focus on the main slate or the main early slate, the five-gamer. Uh, kind of take a screenshot, Pepsi, of this five-game slate, and it's about to – it's about pitching, right? A lot of good arms. Absolutely. Got to love the arms today here. I think that uh, I think the edge goes with Corey Kluber, especially if you're looking for cash games. That matchup versus the Twins is just too good, and Kluber's the kind of guy that can go pretty deep into this game without throwing a lot of pitches here and generate a lot of strikeouts. I believe over 24% of that White Sox lineup strikes out, so it's, it's a good strikeout rate. Kluber's in a real good spot here. I think there's a couple of great pivots, too, if you're looking GPP-wise. Uh, Herman Marquez is in a pretty good spot versus Charlie Morton like both of those guys as well. Oh, Pepsi. You know, the man's just going to – he's going to sign a $100 million contract. He was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball last year for the second half. Can we pronounce his name correctly just one time? Herman Marquez, that's wrong? Stevie knows it, I think. Maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm setting them up here. I thought it was Marquez, too. Airmon, It's Airmon Marquez. Airmon. I've never heard anybody pronounce Airmon. I think you're just making things up at this point. Why would I make this up? It's Airmon Marquez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he and he, you know, we'll talk about him soon enough. He was absolutely, he was, uh, you know, excellent in his first start. Of course, it was against the Marlins, so whatever. But, uh, you know, nice ballpark again in Tampa. You know, he is in, in the AL, so he's got a face in DH, but he is also protected by a fine bar, bar, ballpark as well. But, Stevie, uh, we're taking an oversight, we're taking a screenshot as far as the slate. Uh, Pepsi's talking about the Klubot. Is Kluber your favorite pitcher if money's not a thing? Um, I don't think so. I, I like Kluber oh. a lot, um, but I like Marquez. You know, you get the matchup against Tampa. He's in Tampa, which is the, one of the best pitchers ballparks in baseball. So um, Marquez is my number one right now, but I don't think you can really like make an argument for anybody of the top three being better than the other one. Nola, 
Kluber and Marquez are just all like really top arms here. Yeah, worth noting, by the way, uh, all the lineups are out with the exception of the later game that starts at 1 o'clock. Oh, no, they're all out. We got all of them. Nice, Doug. Oh, all, yeah. yeah, you got to love it. You know, Stevie, grinding basketball and pivoting <laughs> over to – I mean, thank you so much, baseball. For, and if people were concerned about, like, I guess baseball, they're, they have this new thing as far as they're going to shoot the lineups to the commissioners first or whatever. Uh, we're good to go. We got all the lineups out there. Every once in a while, you get a late scratch, things like that happen. I believe E5, Edwin Akrash, you know, he was scratched late, late last night. doesn't happen too often. Uh, it is worth noting there are some injuries early. Yandy Diaz, uh, you'll notice, is not in the tip. And lineup, he got hurt. And then, of course, you spoke about Nola there, Stevie. Uh, lineup a little bit easier today with no Trey Turner. He'll be out for uh, – he's got a finger. He's going to be out for like a month or so, give or take. And uh, we saw Wilmer Defoe crack that lineup. Um, <laughs> little inside joke for a pre-show conversation. Oh, <laughs> Still a bad joke. Still a bad joke. It was just for the two of you, though. Like, it was just, I figured you guys would appreciate that. I guess not. Uh, well, all right, Pepsi, so much. I guess, Pepsi, you don't appreciate that, no? Just shaking your head? Certainly. You can certainly do better than that, that's for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> not a lot better. I mean, we know you well. Not a lot better, but a little bit. <laughs> How does that affect things? You know, uh, Trey Turner, you know, legit hitter, obviously gets on base. He's a big pass. Uh, you know, replaced by Depot. How much does that boost up NOLA? when you compare him to the Klubot, when you compare him to Airbon Marquez. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a bump for him. I just don't love his matchup. Washington is still a tough lap. They don't strike out a ton. They got a lot of contact that lineup. They're pretty deep. I mean, not all these batters are threatening, but they're guys that you don't really want to face. They're pesky a little bit, too. And, again, not a lot of strikeup outside here. So, uh, Nolan's not a guy that's really on my radar. I'm not playing a lot of lineups here today. So, like I said, Kluber, I believe, is the safest play in cash. Uh, Airmon Marquez is my guy in GPPs. I even like Morton as well if we consider price point. And Nola's a little more expensive than some of these guys as well. So, for me, Nola misses a cut. I think he's fine. I just think we're getting safer, better upside with other guys that are cheaper today. Uh, by the way, just a heads up. If you guys are watching us uh, on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Devin, our fabulous producer, D-Train, as the kids call him, if you know him well enough, uh, he is c- compiling all the questions you guys asked there. And we're going to, you know, later on in the show, we're going to do our best to knock out every single question that has been asked. Uh, feel free to join Rotor Grinders as well. Jump on over here at rotorgrinders.com. Uh, join our chat. And I just noted, noticed in our chat uh, an absolutely ex- uh, inexplicable take here, Stevie. Kluber, according to Bosbro, uh, Kluber is washed up. That's absurd, <laughs> right? His velocity was actually up in his first start. Um, it was up from his season average last year. So I think he's far from washed up. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be a pretty egregious take. Pepsi, you, you were talking about, you know, pivots as far as tournament pivots. You know, again, there's there's 10 pitchers taking the bump today. Aramar Marquez is an awesome pitcher. Klubot's an awesome pitcher. Noah's a really good pitcher. I don't know how cute you want to get, but, like, when you speak of tournaments, like, Louis Castillo is a guy that can be completely volatile when he's on. Uh, you know, he's got a big upside. Freddie Peralta even more so as far as his variance. Uh, he can strike out seven or eight. He can walk five or six. Uh, are we ambitious enough to consider these guys in tournaments? I mean, I don't think it's necessary today, really. There's not a lot of bats I want to pay up for, so I don't have to go that route. I can understand it more so on DK when you're getting two pitchers involved in there. Uh, perhaps Castillo's interesting after that big first start, but for another $700, I feel a lot better starting Charlie Morton. So for me, Castillo Peralta missed the cut for me today. Um, I don't hate it as an SP2. Again, if, you, if you're playing multiple lineups today, 10-plus, sure. But I think if you're playing three, four, five lineups, uh, I don't think I'm playing any more than five today at the most here. So, uh, yeah, for me, they just missed the cut. A little too risky for me today when we've got three, maybe even four, if you count Nola, really good aces here in good spots. 
Uh, I just think there's uh, too much of a risk there. Yeah, and bad ballpark too, obviously. Uh, another guy that's not playing today for what it's worth, Lorenzo King did not crack the lineup. So Ben Gamble is leading off for Milwaukee. So there's a cheap option. Uh, worth noting, there's a decent chance that at some point, depending on this game goes down, Kane does uh, enter the game and maybe Gamble is one of the more likely candidates to uh, get out of there or it's a double swap of something of that sort. Just got to keep that in mind when making lineups. Stevie, uh, you're probably a little bit more ambitious when it comes to tournaments, when it comes to you know taking chances as far as pitchers. Uh, Luis Castillo, Freddie Peralta, are they on your list? Not Peralta. I think Castillo is interesting on FanDuel. Uh, if you can like consider his price. But the problem now, like now that the Twins lineup has come out, there's just so much value at hitters um, that yeah. I don't know if you're necessarily going to need them. But on DraftKings, I, I think is where you're going to be playing your your cheaper SP2 because – They've done a really good job of pricing over there just throughout the season. So you're not going to be able to fit in a Marquez and Kluber or Nola. You're going to be fitting in one of those guys with either a Castillo. And I like Carlos Radon. I think he's a guy that you can potentially look at. Cleveland, a lineup that is really good when they're healthy. They're just not healthy right now. It's terrible today, Stevie. It's it's really bad. Like – uh, you know, you're always worried about Jose Ramirez. He's one of the best hitters in baseball, you know, hands down. Carlos Santana doesn't strike out a lot. But if you look at the bottom of that order, Ramirez, Allen, Perez, Moroff, like there's 20-plus percent strikeout rates all on the bottom of that order. And he's a guy that looked really good in his first start. So he's a guy that I'm kind of looking at over there maybe on DraftKings. Don't mind playing him on FanDuel if you're stacking up, like, one of the top offenses where you're going to have to pay some money. But – it's more of a DraftKings thing. I'm going to show that, by the way. We're going to do a screen share soon enough as far as the premium. Now we're going to show the play IQ off. And some of that is free and some of that's not so much as far as uh, what's premium, what's not. An easy way to kind of show, uh, you know, the batters that are in the particular lineup today and as far as what their K percentage is, their WOBA happens to be, their ISO, uh, and collectively as a group. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kinda, I just pulled it up as far as Cleveland. Again, we'll show it in a second after we get to moving on another segment or two. Uh, outside of Jose Ramirez, who, you know, look, he's, it's a small sample size, but he's been scuffling so far. Of course, I don't want to say he was rushed to play, but uh, I, I assume he is healthy. But the rest of these dudes are pretty terrible. And like you said, it's backloaded with a bunch of guys that strike out plenty too. So, um, yeah, I guess Carlos Rodon is somebody that's worth considering. Uh, by the way, Bosbro has since said he was just joking in chat. So I guess I caught him with a bit more conversation. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, Corey Kluber, uh, not washed up. Somebody is asking a serious question about rostering Homer Bailey. Um, we're not rostering. I mean, you know, anything can happen. It's baseball. No matter how bad of a pitcher you happen to be, you, uh, you know, you still have the advantage versus the hitter. Uh, but Pepsi, you know, this is, I guess, you know, look, if you want to be different, variants, yada, 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 you can roster Homer Bailey. That's kind of a, you know, there's some leverage to that because Minnesota is going to be pretty popular in this five-game slate because, yeah, Homer Bailey is clearly the worst pitcher. We're not rostering Homer Bailey, right? You know, I think that if it was a situation where we had, uh, you know, Houston in play, Boston on home, uh, Coors Field action, maybe you could go to a Bailey and hope that he's just okay. But, um, again, there's no reason to pay up for these big bats today. As Steve alluded to, even even the Twins bats are also cheap. And Red's in there, and it's just, there's just no reason to do this today. And, and Homer Bailey's not a good pitcher. Sure, the ballpark's fine. The Twins' offense is not really a scary offense, but uh, I do think the Twins get them a little bit here. So I just don't see the upside or the reason to go all the way down here today when uh, when you've got so many other good arms. It's just too much opportunity cost for me. Yes, David, you were excited to see Jay Cave break the lineup, but I was excited to see Williams' studio. Uh, I know he's a catcher, and he's actually 
uh, on fantasy draft. He's eight four. He's kind of expensive. And the DK, I think he's like four and change as well too. You don't really want to spend a lot of money on a catcher, but he's kind of a fun catcher. And he, he doesn't he doesn't strike out. And he doesn't walk. So he's he's probably going to put the ball in play some here against Homer Bailey. Uh, it, it sounded like you uh, you approve of the Minnesota's lineup today. Yeah, I like the Minnesota lineup. I like that game. I, I think that game is going to be where I am. Um attacking a lot of my hitters from jeff kellogg is behind the plate there he has a really tight zone so i I think that umpire is gonna help as well as like those stacks and both those pitchers are hot garbage let's just be realistic like kyle gibson is not good i know he had one good season bailey sucks like this is a spot that i'm just gonna load up on the bats i don't think kyle gibson sucks bet you think kyle gibson sucks? sucks I mean, he's he's an average pitcher. I wouldn't say he sucks, but he's certainly not he a pitcher. Sucks. Roster. I think that's, <laughs> I think Stevie's on to something here a little bit, though. As you look at all these lineups and whatnot, I was a little bit on Cleveland today, and then you, you look at that roster, not impressed. The other game's got pretty much good pitching across the board. You have a little bit of volatility in, uh, in Peralta and Castilla, but still, these guys can be very good. So uh, going to that game in Kansas City, where at least I don't think the Royals will be about popular, he mentioned the umpire data, which I didn't get to yet, so that's interesting as well. I don't hate the idea of that Gibson's certainly hittable. I wouldn't say he sucks, but he's hittable. Not a big striker guy. And if uh, Kansas City's put the ball in play, they got a couple of speedsters out there too. You, you never really know. So I don't hate the idea. All right. So Stevie, uh, Kyle Gibson last year, this is including this year too. I don't think there's one start, I suppose. 21.7% K rate. That, that's perfectly fine. Uh, home run the fly ball rate, 14.8%. That's probably a tick too high. Uh, we're looking at a uh, an ERA of 360. We don't talk about ERA so much, but you know, 360 perfectly fine. 425 Sierra, an XFIP of 391. That's fine. He's, he's perfectly fine. It's average. Yeah. He throws a sinker and gets ground balls. He sucks. Like I can go right now and develop a sinker and go and do what Kyle Gibson does. <laughs> you used to. I mean, this is like the, uh, the former athlete show. This is the former Pepsi. Uh, you know what? The best shortstop in all of Canada. Is that still true? Is that ultra these days? I will roll that. Sounds good. If he's if he's, he's able to go out there and be Kyle Gibson, I can be the best shortstop in Canada. And and Stevie, uh, you were a, a college pitcher at one point. Is this confirmed? No. Oh, you were a pitcher at one point. No, no never played baseball. <laughs> I'm glad you're just trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I feel like uh, I'm getting a flashback. Were you not like a I? You were. Yeah, I was, I was really fly final, and you were slugging out some homers, were you not? Yeah, I was really good at baseball. Um, a couple, like I tore my rotator cuff three times, so injuries kept me from being there. So, yeah, and I, I was a, a national champion as well. Just I, mean, I think I got to throw it out there in baseball years ago. We got oh, first sure. pitcher yeah. covered. Not one of those UCF national. It was a real. Well, I was going to say UCF. Like, we won it for real. National cha- yeah, your national championships are a little, you know, skewed. You can Google it, man. Go. It's on the Google machine, I imagine, somewhere. Uh, Stevie, was it you and Boggs? Wasn't Boggs a finalist as well as far as the Homer Derby there, fast draft? Oh, it was yeah. me and Tommy G um, that were hitting a bunch of home runs. Boggs, Boggs was um, Fanduel. He was oh. a different um, home run. He won it, and I think he got to shake like Bo Jackson's hand or something like that. Did you win the fast draft? Go ahead and take your victory lap if you did. No, I, I was gassed. I was totally gassed. Uh, yeah, you got to face yourself, Stevie. This is important. Yeah. I hit like I, I I beat everybody in the first round. I stopped like two minutes with two minutes to go, and I was gassed. You were talking about umpire data, Stevie. We have a second. It's a five game slate. Uh, how much does that matter? How much does that factor in for you? For me, you know, I, I think the I'm into the extreme. So extreme hitter, extreme pitcher. That matters to some degree. It moves the needle just a nudge. And, of course, 
depends upon what kind of pitcher we're talking about. Like if it's Erod, a guy that kind of he needs the corners. I obviously want the the pitcher's umpire. How much did you factor that in uh, when you're rostering your pitchers? Um, it really just depends. Like. Uh, I think anybody last night that watched the Toronto Baltimore game realized like how much Bill Miller like mm. affects a baseball game. His strike zone is so huge. So I, I think there's a few umpires that have a really big zone and you have to kind of realize which umpires those are. Um, and, and then there's umpires that have really tight zones that, you know, their walk rates are a little bit higher. They don't strike out as much. The pitch counts go higher. Um, and, and Jeff Kellogg is one of those guys that, like, his zone is really consistent. It's really small each and every game. So, um, I, I think what you were getting onto as far as, like, the extremes is important. But just because one's extreme doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, you have to kind of watch and see how they umpire. And I, I don't really expect much to change this year. These guys have been doing it for a while, and they're, they're pretty consistent um, for the most part outside of Joe West. Joe West is considered neutral, but, like, if you watch his games, he doesn't feel neutral, right? It's just, like, whatever his mood happens. He's all over. He doesn't even know what a strike is anymore. Like, he is all over the place. However you feel about robo-ums, can we we at least least replace Joe West with a robo Just M specifically. Are you good with that? Nope. Oh, you're you're anti-robo-up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why get things right when you can get them wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Pepsi, jump in here. I, I'm okay with the robot thing. I've been screwed so many times with so many umpires over the last couple of years. I feel like that I, I'm perfectly okay with it. Again, at the end of the day, you just want the call right. I love the instant replays. Uh, I don't think it drags down the time and all that too much. At the end of the day, we all want the call right. I mean, and um, I think even the umpires would like to get the call. They don't lose their jobs, but they want to get the call right at the end of the day. Look at poor uh, Armando Galarraga. Couldn't, we wish we could go back and change that, I think. Look at you covering for the umpires because I know you're up and for your friends up there in Canada because now you know both sides of it. Uh, Jim Joyce. Poor Jim Joyce. I'm sure he would like to have had challenges back then for sure. Yeah, but it's, they're asking in the chat, where, where do you get the umpire data? You get it from the, uh, the lineup HQ. I'm not sure, Stevie, do you know if it's free or if it's not free? I think you have to be premium for umpire data. I'm pretty sure it's premium. Um, you know, shout out to Derek Hardy. He does a great job explaining and talking about umpires. The bat does a good job. Um, really breaking down which umpires and you, you know that's one of the places that I, I look each and every day for umpire data so um, you know so uh, we talked about the arms by the way we just ignored Charlie Morton he, he just kind of sort of in the middle like Charlie I Morton brought I brought him up I mentioned that uh, Morton being a little bit more expensive barely more expensive certainly on DK than, than Castillo and worth paying up for and I mentioned Morton and Marquez are my two GPP arms outside of Kluber and Cash one hesitation with Morton, he's kind of an older guy, 34, 35 or so, and he had the best year of his career at 34, I believe it was last year. Uh, he only threw 85 pitches opening day. I'm not really sure if they're babying in there in Toronto or Tampa, but just kind of worth noting, I suppose. But uh, still, definitely worth, uh, worth considering. We haven't really talked about the bats so much. Uh, Pepsi, your favorite bat on the slate. Well, somebody we talked about as far as, you know, look, we live in the world of a salary cap. Uh, somebody you wanted to highlight, Mr. Steal Your Girl, the flirter. Jesse Winker, that's your guy? Yeah, I think that I think in terms of uh, best bang for your buck, sure. I mean, uh, he's cheap. He's leading off. It's a left-handed bat versus uh, Peralta. It's a good ballpark. Um, I think that Winker, there's, there's a number of guys in that, you know, in his price range as well. But for me, he's the top guy. This is a guy that makes good contact, doesn't strike up much. And I think he can get on base multiple times at that price point. I absolutely love that today. And, you know, you throw him in there, throw some twins in there. 
any ace you want or any, you know, two me- mediocre pitchers or moderately priced pitchers, you should say, and you can get the job done today. So that, that's the reason why I don't need to go down to these lower tiers and these, these arms, especially in a one-pitcher set like FanDuel. Go get the ace you prefer. Throw in Jesse Winker and a few Twins bats, and you're off to the races here today. What's your thoughts there, Stevie? You like Winker? Is he one of your favorite punts? I know you talk about Cave. Depending on where you're shopping, uh, Cave is, uh, what well, he's 8K on Fantasy Draft. Not exactly a bargain. I think he's around 4 or so on DK. We talked about specifically on FanDuel, he's 2K, which he's going to be super, super popular over there. Uh, Winker is Pepsi's guy. Do you confirm? Do you deny? Who else do you like as far as somebody you're building your, uh, your lineups around? I don't know if you'll need Winker on FanDuel with the Minnesota value, but yeah. if you're playing on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, like Winker's just too cheap uh, for a leadoff hitter. Peralta did not look good in his first start. I think the Reds are a sneaky stack um, today. So Winker batting leadoff is fine. Um, you know, him and even Matt Kemp is cheap in the Reds today. He's batting third. Um you know, I hate that Joey Votto's kind of like in between those guys because Votto likes to choke up and hit your <laughs> balls into double plays. But, um, yeah, I, Winker's certainly cheap. Um, Shebler's cheap. The, the the whole Cincinnati outfield's really cheap on this slate. Cheese is going to be on uh, – he's going to be following us. He's going to be on crunch time taking you guys off the lock with uh, with Roth. Of course, Roth, you know, if any, if any weather's going down. But I was reading Cheese's article, which, by the way, which is worth the price of uh, – Premium alone, and he was talking about Peralta's tendency to walk dudes and how Winker and Votto uh, both can be incredibly patient. Like, this is the most – Votto's going to walk. Like, Votto's going to get himself a walk, and who wants to spend that kind of money on a dude that's going to walk? Uh, to be fair, he's pretty reasonable, 72 uh, on fantasy draft. But uh, that's going to happen. And then, like, either Kemp or Eugenio Suarez, one of those guys is going to take Peralta deep. We're going to get, like, a 2 or 3 nothing lead the first inning for Cincinnati. There's your bold prediction. Um uh, other guys that are that are worth talking about as far as screenshot, as far as guys that impact the slate, uh, or shall we move on? Let's just jump on. Unless you have somebody, Stevie. Yeah, the, the, one of my favorite hitters on this slate is O'Hearn from um, Kansas City. Like his batted ball profile here is amazing. Um, when we're just looking at Kyle Gibson, like I was talking about, how he throws a lot of sinkers. It's a very small sample size, but O'Hearn just absolutely destroyed every sinker that he saw last season. Like almost half of the, his balls in play last season on sinkers where it was over 50% hard hit rate. So like Ryan O'Hearn's a guy that like he could break the slate with like two home, two home runs off of Gibson as far as just looking at like batted ball profile stuff. Oh, Pepsi, you wanted to talk about, uh, about Bryce Harper revenge game. Last night was his first blood revenge game. Uh, of course he took a, I believe it was Hellboy uh, deep, which is not particularly surprising tonight. He's got Adam Sanchez uh Bryce Harper back in Washington what are we doing here Pepsi yeah Harper's another guy that I think is the guy that you want to get some exposure to in GPPs if you're playing the early slate here you know he's got the multi-homer upside he's got the revenge factor I'm sure he's pumped up for this series as are I'm sure the Nats here and and Hannibal Sanchez more of a reverse splits pitcher but certainly that's not going to matter much versus Harper so I like Harper also like Jose Ramirez if you can get him as well I think that as TBP mentioned earlier that Cleveland Indians lineup outside of Jose Ramirez isn't very good but Jose Ramirez is very good and I like him in cash as well if you can get there. With all the value out there, you could probably get to Ramirez in cash and a Harper in GPPs. Let's go around the horn, boy. This is this is kind of like sort of our favorite cash game play. We're going to have a segment later where we give our tournament plays, you know, kind of the pivots. Uh, but let, we can do this quickly. Let's run through it as fast as possible. Uh, Stevie, your favorite catcher, just from like, like a cash game perspective, just from the guy most likely to put up the most fantasy points and try to factor in dollar for dollar. If you have a high guy and a low guy, feel free to share it. What do you have? Of course, fans draft, you don't need to roster any catchers. Uh, who do you have for as far as the catcher spot? 
Um, I love the punt catcher. I think everybody knows that. Anybody that's ever listened to me before. So like Molinado is the guy that like that I'm looking at. Um, but I like the guy that you were talking about, Astudio or whatever his name is. Um, Astudio. <laughs> <laughs> Against Bailey, like if you're paying up, it's obviously real Muto. But yeah, I like Molinado. Uh, I like punting catcher, and I think he's going to have guys on in front of him today. Williams a studio. I like him a good bit. I think I saw a note in spring training. It's going 50 at bats to either strike out or walk, which is just awesome. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Pepsi, what do you have for as far as catcher? Yeah, I'm with Stevie P for the most part. They also have Jason Castro in there as well in that same game. He's uh, going to some guys on a base in front of him, lefty versus a righty here, splits his favor. Pretty cheap, but I'm a big fan of punting catchers. Well, I don't think you need to pay up for Renuso today uh, with, uh, with Sanchez. I'm, again, reverse splitsy, but, um, you know, I don't mind Renuso if he can get there. But I prefer to spend my salary elsewhere usually. So I'll, I'll throw Castro in the mix. First, that's the lineup. Oh, Castro, not even live. Well, there you go. So that doesn't help. So don't throw Castro in the mix there. Stay with it's contrarian, though. You might get a pinch yeah. at home. <laughs> uh, Caselli is a guy that I kind of like. He's got some pop, too. So I don't, I don't mind Caselli if you're looking for uh, – more value and, and a big bat. Uh, first base, Dean. I mean, I know we're talking about the earliest a little bit. I will throw in that, that, that afternoon slate. Luke Voigt's a guy that I really like at first base. But strictly on this one, I mean, maybe it's Travis Shaw at first base today. I mean, I don't mind Carlos Santana as well. I think he's a little underrated when it comes to hitting uh, left-handed pitching. So for me, it's probably Santana or Shaw. Certainly Votto's there. We talked about it. But Votto more likely to get those two walks. And <laughs> he's not hitting for power. So any of those three worked just fine. I think if you're doing a red stock, I want to get Votto in there, even if he's just walking. Might score twice, might walk twice. But uh, Shaw and Santana have that better home and upside for me. Stevie? Uh, Ryan O'Hearn. I-, I talked about it a minute ago. I absolutely love O'Hearn today. Um, the other guy, like, if you're looking for a tournament play, I, I think it's, like, Travis Shaw. Um, and-, and no, I am not putting Votto in my Cincinnati stack. <laughs> Keystone position second base, Stevie. I can't do it. <laughs> Do you uh, love those walks? Yeah, sure. You know those walks. Um, second base is kind of kind of like where it drops off today. Like, I think you could play a cheap second baseman and and be okay if you want to kind of pay up. I think Mustakis is the option. Like Castillo is really good, but where he struggles is left-handed power bats. Like that's why like you can potentially stack uh, Milwaukee here. So if you want to pay up, I think Moose is the upside guy. Like. Maryfield's a little too expensive. Um, so I think Moose is the guy if you're paying up or just one of these cheap guys, pretty much any of those guys. One of the perks of Rossing Maryfield, of course, he's got the uh, you know the speed. Not, not, not just the stick, but he's got the wheels. Worth noting, Kyle Gibson's been very, very good as far as holding on runners. I was taking a peek at it. Uh, uh, the worst Kyle Gibson. How did you define him? He said he, said he sucks. He doesn't suck at holding on runners. <laughs> uh, I think he allowed three stolen bases the last two seasons, give or take, I was checking out. His page before the show started. Uh, Pepsi, Keystone position, what do you have? I mean, Brian Dozier gets a bump. He's batting second today. Are you enticed or it's Aaron Nola? Like, why would you want to do that? I don't need to pick on Aaron Nola. As much as I don't love Nola today, I don't like picking on with Dozier. I like Moussakis as well. I'm right there with Stevie P. I think that you can get to Castillo with these left-handed power bats in that ballpark, which is why I'm disappointed a little bit that Grandel is not in there. He'd have been a nice play. But I I do like Moussakis. Merrifield, again, you could pay up for him. Jonathan Scope on FanDuel. Mouthwash. We talked about... Mouthwash. We talked about how cheap these twins bats are. And again, there's so many. This is why you want to play Winker over there as well, because you can only get four twins in your lineup. And there's so many of them that you want to get that are cheap. But if, if you can't pay out, but Johnson Scope is way too cheap over there. So, Pepsi, you're 0 for 2 now. Guess who's not playing today? Oh, see, 10 30 a.m. shows kill me. I'm scrambling to get my work in. I'm doing all the research. 
and I haven't had a chance to go every single lineup. So uh, one that, more, you're out. You're off the show. You're you're, you're going to be out of here. Yeah, that's frustrating here. I'm looking at the, <laughs> I mean, we're all excited about seeing Jake Cave and looking at the lineup. I never went through it thoroughly, so uh, never mind scope. Go with Jake Cave instead, who's not a second baseman. Yeah, you know Pepsi. Uh, here at RotorGrinders.com, we have lineups pages. As I said. <laughs> Let's not forget, I went to bed last night late, and I'm at 11 a.m. show to wake up to a 10.30 start. So I've been scrambling a little bit this morning here. Uh, I'm going to give my tournament pivots here now, I suppose. Derek Dietrich, uh, really, really bad against lefties, but he's, he cracked the lineup there against the righty and Peralta. A nice ballpark as well, too. Uh, don't mind him for a potential dong. And uh, Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau is another guy that's got some pop. I don't really want to pick on Aaron Mar- or Marquez so much, but don't hate him for a tournament. Uh, you do have Larry Garcia leading off, but, of course, he's facing the Kubot. That's not exactly an appealing spot. Pepsi, redeem yourself. Who do you like at shortstop? Shortstop's Why tough. Why not talk about my third baseman, Dean? Although, we, we haven't oh. jumped. I, I went to short, and then, and then you'll go shortstop, then we'll go third. I didn't, I'm just I, I didn't, kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I goofed up for a second. Yeah, I no, thought you fine. did too, actually. I thought we were going to see some rattled sevens in the chat here, but uh, I get it. Maybe Dean's got control, but uh, shortstop's tough. I'm not really in love with anybody's shortstop today, to be honest with you. I mean, I think Jean Seguera is probably the most reasonably priced guy. And again, with Sanchez having those reverse splits, he's sitting in the two hole. I like Seguera a little bit there today. And obviously, Modesty is the guy that you can also pay up for at any point. Um, but as you mentioned, Kyle Gibson, some pretty good hole and runners on. But still, I think that Merrifield and Modesty could both have multi hit games versus Gibson, who apparently sucks. <laughs> Stevie, shortstop and then jump over to third. Yeah, shortstop is loaded today. Shortstop's a position you kind of want to pay up for. Yeah, Kyle Gibson is good at holding on runners, but even if you look at like premium reports, like the advantage still goes to a guy like Mondesi if he's going to run here. So yeah. Mondesi is just quick. He's very good at reading a pitcher. So I think Mondesi is your top option, but I like Polanco too. Like if we're looking at that game, like we were talking about, like Polanco here in this spot, I think is he's off to a really strong start to the season. He's been hitting the ball really well. So Polanco and Mondesi, I think shortstop's the spot you pay up for or you just absolutely go down um, and pay for one of those cheap guys. But I like the expensive guys. And then uh, you said third base, finally. Gosh, Dean. Um <laughs> I, I like Suarez a lot here. You know, you mentioned Dietrich, and Dietrich's a really solid option here today for sure. But when we look at, like, Freddie Peralta, just from the outside looking in, he's a two-pitch pony. Like, he, he throws two pitches against righties. He throws fastballs and curveballs. So when you're throwing fastballs 75-plus percent of the time, you just you just play good hitters, and Suarez is just a good hitter. So he's a guy that I like here. Um and obviously, Jose Ramirez. Like, those two guys, if you're paying up, are, are the two guys. If you want to pay down, I think Dietrich's another guy you could look at at third base as well. Hot quarter, Pepsi? Yeah, basically, Stevie P said it all there. I mean, Travis Shaw, we can throw in there. Again, it's the lefties versus Castillo. I don't mind them. I think Jose Ramirez is the guy you pay up for. Uh, if you're not going that right, I think uh, Shaw's in there. And then uh, there's multiple options there in the mid-tier. Pepsi, knock out the outfield. Yeah, it's twins, man. Kepler, Rosario, uh, Winker, Shebler. Th- those are your cheapy guys that you want to get in there across the industry here. That- that's the way we you make it work today. Um, Matt Kep, is, uh, as Stevie mentioned, is also in there as well. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Actually, Cruz didn't make the lineup. See, now I'm on top of things. Cruz did not make the lineup. <laughs> well, Cruz is in there. That's strange. Okay, he's batting third, I've seen. Uh. So Cruz, another twin that's uh, got some home run upside there. I like the twins today, but they're just awful cheap. And, of course, we're paying up. Bryce Harper is that one guy in GPPs that I have to get exposure to. All right, Stevie, what do you like in the outfield? 
Yeah, the twins. Um, <laughs> you know, Kepler, Kepler, and uh, Cave, obviously. Um, Rosario, like all, all three of those guys are very much in play here for me. Um, outside of those guys, you know, we talked about Winker being cheap. I think he's certainly in play. Yelich is probably the best play on the entire slate. Like he's just off to an incredible start. Um, you know, obviously like Harper. Um, yeah, like if you're wanting to pay up, I think it's Harper, Yelich, Cruz. You're wanting to pay down. I think you just look at all those Minnesota bats. Um, one of these days, like the Rockies are going to break out of their whatever funk they're in, and like Blackman and all on those. It's going to happen when they're in cores, though, right? I think. Like. Yeah, probably. But I'm just saying, like, Blackman and Dahl and those guys are really good hitters, and eventually they're going to get it going. I don't really want to pick a Morton. Yeah, I don't want to pick a Morton. Like, I got to say, I really don't like the early show here because I like to see the lineup slowly come out and have the time to kind of look at everything. And and I'm really frustrated with uh, with these uh, with these early slates here, trying to figure out what's in the lineup here because I'm missing guys here, and I'm not looking good here, Dean and Stevie. So I apologize for those guys in the uh, – that I missed in the lineup here, but uh, I like to take my time with lineups. The man was a rush this morning. Yeah, uh, but I do want to mention we're going to do our screen share in just a second. Uh, premium, uh, we're going to just we're just going to give you guys a taste as far as the premium uh, lineup HQ. Cheese's million dollar musings. That's not just a cute name. She's banked a million dollars two times, I believe both times with just a single dart. If I'm not mistaken in big time tournaments. Uh, our expert rankings, which is our CVRs, which you know the time change as far as the show means I did not put mine up in time, but I'll post it before uh before uh you know the lock and of course i'll do that right after the show uh crunch time with broth uh, his weather you get cheese today as far as answering all your questions and chat all after the lock uh ownership percentage the premium podcast which is like four or five days a week Cre- that's cheese that's andy that's nate that's sammy uh yeah the expert survey ownership percentage yada 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 uh by the way i do want to mention if you guys are watching us on youtube feel free to like and subscribe jump over, over here to rotorrunners.com and if you're asking questions on youtube our fabulous producer, Devin D-Train, he's compiling those questions. We're going to do our best to answer as many as possible later on the show, as well as the questions here in our Rotor Grinders chat for our RG members. All right, uh, it is time for our premium share. And again, we, we did this the other day as far as Put IQ and myself and uh, well, Stevie referenced it earlier in the show, just kind of talking about, um, you know, Put IQ just shows you the exact lineup uh, against the pitcher, and it shows you what the, the strengths of the lineup happen to be, the weakness of the lineup happen to be. And if we pull up this Cleveland lineup, uh, it is bad. It's pretty dreadful. Uh, and it's it, it's dummy-proof Pepsi. Like, green is good, red is bad. The more red, like, the redder it is, the worse it is. The greener it is, the better it is. And if you take a look at this lineup as far as the K perspective, Ks are king when you're rostering pitchers. And I don't know why I'm picking Carlos Rodeau, but just kind of worth noting here, you know, the back of this lineup, Allen strikes out 28%. That's red. Perez, 29%. More off 30%. Not a huge sample as far as the plate appearances, but that's the last two seasons. Uh, and then, of course, you get the pitcher profile as well. As far as their general perspective, you can kind of scroll down and get the splits, left versus lefties versus righties, uh, you know, ground ball percentage, fly ball percentage, K percentage, walk percentage, hard hits, soft hits, medium hits. You get heat maps. Uh, and this is for every single game. You can kind of jump around. That's the, that's the Chicago-Cleveland game. We can go ahead and jump and see, well, uh, what, well which game do we want to see, Pepsi? So throw, throw out the, a pitcher that's interesting today. Let's look at the uh, the Tampa Bay Colorado game where you got two very good pitchers. All right, and it's interesting. We see a lot of green as far as the ISO on the Tampa Bay side, which is, I guess, somewhat concerning, but not so much because it's Aramon Marquez and the ballpark's pretty, you know, conducive to uh, subduing those homers. And Marquez is not a fly ball guy necessarily. Uh, but look at those K percentages. Look at all that red. It's popping all over the place. 
Mike Zito, of course, we know he's got plenty of pop, but he strikes out 36% of the time. Willie Adamas, young prospect, but also he's not a complete project, striking out 27% of the time. Collectively, 25.4% of the time Tampa strikes out uh, the last two years against righty Stevie. Armand Marquez, he's popping, is he not? Yeah, he's a really good pitcher, too. Like, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't hurt. Um, so, the only thing that hurts him today is Joe West is behind the plate. But, you know, um, Joe West is is not going to be the determining factor. Um, Dean, if you want to really quickly, like, switch over to Milwaukee at Cincinnati, we can um, look at Freddie Peralta. And, like, this is something that you can do with just about anybody when you're when you're wanting to do a deep dive on somebody. If you look at their pitch types, if you if you if we're scrolling down here and we're looking at pitch type comparison, we see that like Peralta is really just throwing two pitches, and you can look at he's throwing 90, 90 miles an hour. So we scroll down to fastballs ninety to ninety two. We compare and we look at who's good at that range, and then we're looking at like who's hitting curveballs. Like you want to switch it to right handed bats, you want to look at curveballs. You see that like. Since he hits curveballs well and they hit that fastball range well, you could do this with everybody and you could really get a nice batted ball profile on just about any pitcher or any hitter that you really want to. So, like, plate IQ premium or just plate IQ in general, like, there, there's so much to be learned just from playing on plate IQ for two or three hours a day. There you go. Thank you, Stevie, for taking the reins there. And, you know, I, I, I don't really dig in that much as far as, like, versus fastballs versus curveballs. And that's something that's kind of sort of interesting. And, not just first fastballs, but you can do the first fastballs, 88 to 90 per hour, 99 miles per hour, or 90, uh, 90, 90 miles per hour, 90 to 92, 92 to 94, 94 to 96, and then anything higher than 96. You can break it down that much. It's really, really specific. Have at it. Have, and I think most of this stuff is free. I'm fairly certain. Uh, don't quote me on it. Uh, but some of the premium is, some of the premium isn't. The premium reports, I believe, are not free, which, uh, again, yeah, that's premium just- premium report. Like, dashboard's free um the premium reports and the premium um, leaderboards the ratings and stuff like that are are pretty i'm pretty sure they're all premium um like if you're looking at premium reports i think one of the most important parts like premium reports if if we do have a second here still like you can go over to kansas city you can look at um premium reports and you can go to um i think it is context report and you can kind of see like who you're looking at for like the stolen base upside. So if you scroll down to like Mondesi, you see like how big his takeoff rating is, his success rating in this and his in his threat to run if he gets on base. Even though Kyle Gibson's really good at holding people on, like Mondesi, like we talked about early in the show, is so good at getting a big break like he, he becomes a guy that has a lot of stolen base um you know threats and you, and you can see this kind of stuff on premium reports and you can kind of like find your cheap value plays that maybe nobody's on by using plate iq and really looking at matchup factors and context report but i clicked on a premium premium leaderboards and you know it, it talks about the threat for stealing bases and uh john lester we know is not particularly good at holding on runners so that's why of course, this is not this slate, but just kind of worth noting going forward. It's just good information. Andy Rinciarte, Ozzy Albies, and Carlos Rodones, another guy, doesn't hold on runners particularly well. So, Leonis Martinez jumping uh, as far as the stolen base threats. That's it. That's our screen share. Hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to give you like a taste every single day, something different. Today happened to be played IQ and already we'll do our uh, maybe our rankings. Uh, you know, I know you did uh, the lineup HQ as far as your salary relief players. I think you were doing it while you might have been on the show. I imagine you plugged in JK for Pandle. Yeah. 
had yeah. to had to update uh, Jake Cave over there for FanDuel as we were getting started here for sure. All right, 17 minutes before you step aside and get out of here. Pivot, stacks, dongs. Then we're going to turn it over to the chat. We're going to answer all your questions. Uh, we talked about all the all our guys. We're kind of focusing on uh, Pepsi. Give me a pivot. Give me somebody that we haven't talked about just yet, but it might be worth a pivot in tournaments. I think we've already kind of talked about everybody. Um, I, you know, maybe maybe uh, maybe Philadelphia flies on the radar a little bit just because everybody's talking Cincy. We're talking the Kansas City Minnesota game because they're cheap. Um, Milwaukee and playing that ballpark, so perhaps uh, perhaps uh, Philly is the, is the play today versus uh, a decent pitcher in Sanchez. Perhaps, uh, uh, Steve, what do you have for me as far as pivots uh, outside of the guys you've talked about so far? Nah, really, like pretty much talked about my pivots. Like O'Hearn is a guy that I expect to be really um, low owned on this on a smaller slate, and um, I think he's like my favorite pivot on the slate. I don't think a lot of people are going to play Ryan O'Hearn. I'm trying to see i was trying to see what his projected ownership was and that's not projected ownership's not out yet so um like o'hearn's probably my favorite as far as just like i, I think he hits a home run today favorite stacks stevie give, give me somebody off the board as far as stacks as well too and i go again if people are paying attention obviously i know they like minnesota but feel free to reiterate and maybe a stack off the board as well is philly off the board like is that like a sneaky stack is, is are people going to be stacking philly today because like I, I think they're Really, really interesting as far as just full-on stack here. You know, we talked about Bryce Harper, but, like, Animal Sanchez was really good last season. Like, he had a really high ground ball rate. He threw, like, 18 pitches. Um, so, like, I think he's okay. Um, but, like, this lineup's really good. They have Harper. They have Hoskins. Romuto kind of is there. Herrera is really cheap. McCutcheon's off to a really strong start. He doesn't, like – strike out a lot like there's a lot of contact and yeah like this lineup's just really really solid so i'm gonna be stacking philly a lot this season pepsi i just told you basically philly was my uh my off the board gpp pivot (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean and stevie alluded to it as well i mean since he's cheap minnesota's cheap they're gonna be popular i think philly is the one team that could go off that you know a little more difficult to stack and I guess Stevie also on Kansas City a little bit there, as he mentioned, he liked that game in general. Let me ask you this. Uh, it's a slate, uh, five-game slate, a lot of good pitchers on here. Uh, how much do we have to stack? Like, you, no. could win, you could win tournaments without stacking, obviously. Maybe pick yeah. two guys here, two guys there. And, you know, I don't know if I have to stack, per se. Well, what's your thoughts on that, Pepsi? Yeah, I think on a five-game slate, any of these smaller slates, I, I don't have to stack either. Two, three, twos, you know, you know, things like that are, are ways you could do it because, uh, you know, I, I want to worry about the pitching first. And it's generally not a slate like the, today with all this good pitching. We don't really see one team going off. Yeah, the Twins are cheap, but I'm not necessarily in love with them. That I think they're going to score 10-plus runs. It's just about value. Same with the Reds here, too. I don't love to pick on Peralta, but some of these bats, like the entire outfield, is really cheap. So I'm perfectly fine. Um, just kind of picking up value bats and, and getting a mixture of Martin, Marquez, and Kluber today. Steve, do you have a thought on that? Like, do you, do you always stack? Do you, does it depend, is it slate dependent? What's your what's your uh, your thought as far as this slate specifically? Yeah, so I make like three to five lineups for baseball um, for the most part. Play three entry max, five entry max, single entry stuff, and like it, it's just going to depend uh, on the slate. I do like stacking on this slate. I, I think that it's the first time we're – or outside of opening day, it's the first time we're getting day games. It's going to be a little bit warmer. The ball might be traveling a little bit more. I, I think we could see some teams put up a lot of runs. And, like, the other thing about, like, stacking on this slate is we have, like – we have, what, 10, 10 options at pitcher, and I would say at least half of them are, are in good spots. So, like, 
you know, that that eliminates a lot of the offenses unless you're stacking against uh, good pitchers. All right, got about 10, uh, 12 minutes before, uh, before you step aside and make way for crunch time. Uh, Going to yield to the chat as far as questions in a second. I see I'm loading up now. Uh, load up your questions before we do that. Let's uh, give out our dong, Stevie. Give me three dudes that are going to go yard today at three different price points. Uh, I, I feel like O'Hearns is a lock to make it to this conversation. <laughs> it's be a theme of and the show. Steve, I'm calling Cave M with, with your O'Hearn. I'm giving Cave. Let's just pick his homers for him. Why not? <laughs> Stevie, are those, two, are those two on the board? means I'm really transparent, right? Like, um, it means like, you know, we're getting, we're getting my guys. Yeah. Um, you know, my cheap guy is obviously Jake cave. I think he's a guy that has really, he's just a power bat. He's either going to strike out a few times or hit a home run O'Hearn, um, towards the top. And I, I was just thinking about like a mid range guy, um, is Moustakis mid range. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take them. I'll take the tacos. All right. Pepsi, see him and raise them. Yeah, top tier Bryce Harper, mid-tier Carlos Santana. And for value, I was debating on Winker versus Shebler, so I'll just mention them both. That's a great move. Like that, he get four. He get four darts. <laughs> <laughs> Shebler's got more home on upside, I guess, <clears throat> talking dongs. Shebler hits a three-on homer in the first inning. There you go. Mark it down. Um, who else do I like? Oh, I, I think Dietrich's pretty interesting, too. I guess I like Cincinnati. Uh, I think they got some. Uh, so they're going to bang out a couple off parole. How about that? There's a there, there's my my uh, my dongs for y'all. All right, well, let's yield to the chat. Let's, let's see uh, what what's on their mind. What, what they want to talk about. Bunch of questions loaded up. Got to scroll up there. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to close the screen share of Devin too early. I'm not really sure. I apologize if I did. Hopefully, I didn't derail uh, things too much. Uh, well, this question's got to be for for Stevie O'Hearn or Votto DK tournaments. I feel like I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, it's O'Hearn. Um, I like Joey Votto as a baseball player, and I, I respect what he tries to do as a baseball player. But for fantasy, like, I hardly ever play Votto. He has those multi-home run games every once in a while, but Votto hardly ever beats you throughout the season. Even on a five-game slate, like, Votto's just not going to make my builds just because he's a really good hitter in, in real life. He gets two strikes on him, he chokes up, he tries to put the ball in play. That's terrible for DFS. We want our first basemans to be out there trying to hit a home run when it's a full count, when it's two strikes and no balls. Like, we want our power bats. And, you know, it's always going to be pretty much anybody instead of Votto for me at first base when we're taking up that spot. Yeah, Votto cares more about his real-life baseball team than your, than your fantasy team. <laughs> he does. He does. He's selfish. He's selfish. It's, perfectly, it's perfectly okay, right? Like, you know, but we have to understand that when we're when we're talking DFS, like the guy is a really, really good real life hitter, and he he gives two shits about how many fantasy puts he points up. All right, pick one of these three: Pepsi, Shebler, Kemp, or Gamble. Uh, Shebler, uh, Radon, or or Gibson. I'm going to ask this to Pepsi because I already know what Stevie's answer is going to be. Uh, Gibson or Radon? Uh, it's it's Radon. Uh, Stevie Klubot or Mark uh, Marquez GPP. Marquez. Uh, let's see. Okay. So uh, have you tried to build lineups on, on a fantasy draft or on DK? They're asking basically a strategy as far as building lineups. Uh, you know, Stevie, a uh, Kluber and Marquez or Nola, or uh, are we paying down to fit in some backs? Like uh, how much are you sacrificing to go with double, you know, premium arms? I just updated for just updated this on the expert survey as well. Um, I'm going to use Radon as my SP two on DraftKings today. Uh, to fit in some bats, use some of the cheap guys, 
Um, you can fit in like a Marquez, a Kluber, a Nola, and a Radone and still have plenty of bats. So with that Cleveland lineup being as bad as it is, really only worrying about two people. I, I like Radone a lot um, as your SP2 on fantasy draft and DraftKings. Uh, what's your thoughts there, Pepsi? Yeah, I don't mind that strategy. Actually, I was tinkering this morning here with uh, Marquez and Morton and still having almost 4K per bat. So you can do that as well. But looking at that Cleveland Indians lineup as we've done since we've been on the air here, uh, it is ugly. And again, really, Santana Ramirez only two bats you're concerned with. So I'm on board with that too. It's 7K. You can certainly upgrade some bats. So I don't mind Rodon as an SP2 as well. All right. Uh, they're asking about weather in Cleveland. I, I, Ross' article, I assume, is out. He does update it. And of course, he'll give me the most update. Up-to-date update on Crunch Time Live. I wanted to show uh, Ross weather tool off, too. I, I just got to give you guys a taste of what that is. That's pretty impressive. It, you know, it tells you basically like uh, conditions, uh, what the, you know, in the based upon a certain amount of times that happens in the past, uh, if it we're more likely to see homers, we're less likely to see homers. But, you know, as far as runs, the percentage more or less, it's really, really interesting. He talks about it, uh, and he, like, Roth is not somebody who's a baseball savant, but he'll give his overs and unders and, uh, he'll tell you who he likes based upon the weather. And I know he keeps track of that in the sharp set app. And I believe he's, a, you know, he's well ahead of the field on that one. And he talked about the Yankees yesterday. It was like a 3-1 game. He liked the under in that game. So there you go. Victory lap for Roth. Uh, Hunter Dozier, FanDuel, GPP, Stevie. Hunter Dozier? Yeah. He's in Who's the Hunter? City game. He's playing. He's an outfielder for the Royals. Yeah. He's he's got a he's got a much more intimidating name than he does as far as an intimidating. Guy. Here here I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an idea. I I love that game and I'm stacking a few different ways and that guy is not even remotely even on my radar. <laughs> but he's, 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 hitting, he's he's hitting two home runs. Are you going to employ the nine one two one of these days for Kansas City when they face like a John Lester or something like that? How much yes. fun is that? Gonna oh be? yes. Oh, yes. Like, without a doubt, um, not thinking twice about it. Like, anytime we get a guy that we can run on, like, oh, yeah. Awesome. Like, Kansas City is going to steal so many bases this season. Yeah. Uh, you, you talked about the uh, Adam Tomatis. He had a – it was kind of a little league inside the parker, but he had a – I guess there was no errors with the inside the park home run last night, showing off the wheels. Uh, Pepsi, who's going to be facing the Phillies in the World Series, Pepsi? Not your Blue Jays. Uh, I think, you know what, until all the injuries are happening, I was thinking it looked like the Yankees are making their way. Houston's still going to be tough to beat. They got all that young, young pitching down there, too, coming up. So I think their pitching is gross. Or their, their hitting is gross, too. But uh, I'll, I'll say the Yankees just to be a little different because I think Houston's a big favorite. I don't think the Phillies get there, but it'd be interesting to see Phillies and the Yankees. I hate the Yankees, but they've done a lot of good things. They are pretty loaded, but uh, I still think Houston's the team to beat. Stevie's going to say the Red Sox. <laughs> hey, you know, we are the defending champs, so, you know. Oh, you're also rocking oh, the real, real, real defending champs, Dean. I, I love the Red Sox. Let me just say this. I tend to cheer for the Red Sox for some reason when the Jays are out. I don't know why. East AL East rival, and I hate the Yankees, but I just think the Yankees have passed the Red Sox, and I still think Houston's the team to beat there. So, hey, you won the World Series. you got nothing to complain about, Stevie. We're yeah, our, our our arms are are the biggest key, like for the Red Sox this season. The pitchers don't look that great. Is Chris Sale throwing the ball underhand in these days? What's going on with Chris Sale? <laughs> he um like his velocity's been down at the start of the seasons for years now. And yeah. like last night he just threw a bunch of junk and it worked. He didn't strike anybody out, but like he had a really good outing. He just didn't K anybody. Who cares less about your fantasy team? Uh Joey Votto or Chris Sale? Sale. It's been known for years that he'll like take his velocity down and like throw a bunch of junk and just pitch to contact. He did that with Chicago for a while. Yeah, for a full season he did that. He's also a little behind too, right? We understand too. He didn't get all the innings that a lot of pitchers did, so he's got to be smarter on here. I got a twofer for you, Pepsi. This is for Fanduel Cash. 
Dietrich and Maldonado versus Hanley and Shebler. Hanley and Shebler. Yeah, I like two of those. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, let's. Oh, here's another two for you, Pepsi as far as pitchers. Which pairing do you prefer better? Uh, Morton and Peralta or Gibson? Oh, boy. Gibson and Kluber. Boy, there's combinations out there that are better than that. Um, I guess it's Morton Peralta. I can't get on board with Gibson at all. There's just no upside here. I'm not on Peralta today. I, I see it. Like, the upside's there. Definitely wouldn't play the upside that, there. But... I don't know. I mean, either, I, I'm not playing either Peralta or Gibson if that helps. We talked about going down to Rodon, and you can go to any ace you want or going with the Morton Marquez combination. So that's what I would suggest. You have a thought, Max Stevie? Gibson stinks. Peralta's a two pitch pony. Well, they're on different sides. You're saying start over, basically. You don't like either yes. side. Yeah. Like, did you not listen to the show? Did you not watch the show? Like, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you have two combos that have two pitchers that I don't like, like, restart. Cash games, Hoskins or Votto, Stevie? <laughs> um, Hoskins. Uh, again, like, I like Votto. He's safer, probably, but I, I want the upside. If I'm going to pay up for one of those bats, it's going to be Hoskins. It's cash games, though. Aren't we supposed to be safe in cash games? Nope. <laughs> like, Votto's going to get you more than zero, but he's not going to get you more than, like, 10. Well, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't assume he will. He could hit him. Yeah, I, I think Votto's the better cash game play. A little cheaper, too. Uh, Pepsi, Real Muto and Segura versus Maldonado and Mondesi. Real Muto and Segura. You have a thought on that, Stevie? Didn't even hear it. Real Muto and Segura versus Maldonado and Mondesi. Um, I mean, I love punting, punt and catcher, but I think the other one's the better play. This is a good question. Can you play Armand Marquez and Charlie Morton? Uh, I say you can. I, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. You, I guess you can make the argument that you're hurting your upside as far as getting two W's, but the W is not that important. And I can absolutely see this game being one zero in the seventh inning. Uh, six and a half as far as the total. Uh, I know Colorado is a scary team. That's scary laundry, but a lot of that's scary. And Coors, that, week, that, that lineup is particularly weak, and especially with Murphy being out. Uh, once you get past, you know, Blackman and Arenado and Story, it's it's not particularly frightening for me. And I think Morton's pretty solid. So I'm okay with that. Pepsi, are you okay with Morton and Marquez in the same lineup? That's what I suggested on DK. That's my number one go-to for uh, for GPPs here. Again, you're almost at 4K per bat, even Marquez and Martin, Morton in there. So that's my number one. Again, you can go down to Rodon. I, I don't mind it. And uh, you get upgrades as well, and I'll probably do that as well. But I, I love the Marquez-Morton combination. You're okay with that, Stevie? Yeah, no issues whatsoever. If you're doing it on DraftKings, four points for the win matter. Um, but I, I, th- I think that on this slate, I think you can play both those guys, no problem. Yeah, they're talking in the chat about Joe West being behind the plate there. And, like, technically he's neutral, but he's just – He is awful. neutral because one inning he calls a lot of strikes and the next yeah. inning he calls uh, – he's just neutral because he's so inconsistent. He's just back there singing his country songs. You know he has a country album? Awful. He's uh, he's inconsistent from batter to batter, not even ending to inning. If, he, if the catcher and him are joking and laughing, the catcher's getting the calls. But batter says a word to him, next thing you know, everything's a strike. That's just who Joe West is. So He's the worst. Uh, uh, one more before we step aside and get out of here, Pepsi. Polanco or Segura? Uh, Segura for me. I'll tell you, if you're going to listen to somebody sing, you're going to listen to Cheese sing. Cheese is good, much better singer than Joe West. Uh, he's not going to be singing in crunch time, but he will be up next with Roth, Roth will let you know what's going down as far as the weather. Uh, that starts about 15 minutes or so as far as uh, if you guys are premium members, it's worth noting that the crunch time, if you guys have not noticed, you're getting an extra 15 minutes. They're 45 minutes now. Again, they take you all the way to lock. They usually go beyond lock, too, if there's more questions. 
if uh, things have not locked up locked us yet as far as uh, you know like uh, DK with late swap and things like that. All right, uh, Stevie, give me a final thought as far as the slate. <coughs> oh, <coughs> choke! <laughs> Bad timing for me. Stevie's choking. <laughs> um, when it close strong. Stack the Royals. I think that's the. I think that's the team that's going to have a big day today. And you know we don't really necessarily always stack the Royals, but the Royals are my stack. Carlos Rodon's my cheap pitcher, and Marquez is the guy that's going to bring it home. Pepsi, final thought. Yeah, I think Kluber's your safe guy in cash. Love Marquez and Morton and GPPs. I think on you know DraftKings fantasy draft as we talked about, Marquez and Morton's a nice combination. Uh, Twins and Reds are going to be popular, but they're cheap. That's how you get it done. And if Stevie's on the Royals, I think the Phillies are a little more difficult because they're expensive. Are the GPP stack that breaks the slate? Had a good time, fellas. He's Stevie. He's Pepsi. Hopefully, I'm guessing right. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Oh.